Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We'll turn our attention to the BBL uh, shortly when we speak to General Manager Alistair Dobson. Thanks to State Transport, our people are your solution. Just before we get stuck in Alistair about the, the tournament and the success that it's been, the four teams... Left in the finals, it felt like at the start of the tournament and the way they started, you know, Scorchers were probably a step ahead of the rest. Has it tightened back up? And can you make a case for for all four teams to win it? Or do you think there's a couple that stand out above the other two? Yeah, gen- generally, look, the, the Scorchers have been outstanding. Maybe a little vulnerable now with a few movements in their batting order. I think uh, having uh, Ashton Turner out, uh, it, of course, did his knee. Um, at the skipper, um, Aaron Hardy's done a terrific job. So that's one loss. But then they lose uh, a few other players as well, particularly the international. Yeah, Laurie in, Evans. Uh, Laurie Evans. Evans. Yeah. It, it makes a huge blow to them. The same thing's happened to the Heat. Um, but the steady as she goes team is the Sydney Sixers. But uh, they'll, they'll go up. They get a double chance. Of course, they went over to Perth. That's the toughest road trip there is. And they chased down a massive score and did well. They'll go full of confidence to, to Brisbane and take on the Heat, who are missing, um, obviously, Munro and Billings. Uh, two big losses out of there, but Renshaw does stay in that lineup. So, look, yeah, uh, it's it's hard answer. The, the batting team that's doing really well, the hot batting team of the strikers, yeah. that is for sure, led by Matt Short. He's been outstanding. I'm just not sure their bowling's mm. going to hold up, but you never know on their day. And all it takes in T20 is sometimes just one or two players to get the job done and get them over the line. So I hope they do from a strikers and Adelaide perspective, but uh, I, I think it's Perth Sixers. Mm. It's looking that way. They've been outstanding in that one, man. It would have looking forward to the final series and would have enjoyed the tournament so far. Is the general manager of the BBL, Alistair Dobson, and joins us tonight. Uh, evening, Alistair. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Great to chat. Uh, just wondering, did you have a word with Pat Cummins and say, come on, if we win the toss bowl, let's knock this test over nice and early and give clean air to the Big Bash semifinals? That's pretty good by you. I wish I had that sort of control, but no, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't. I, to be honest, a, a day's test cricket is, is the best lead-in for a yeah, big deal. So think, fingers crossed, half hoping that um, that game can hold on for a bit more of tomorrow. But um, we're, it's shaping up pretty well on, on Friday night on the Gold Coast. That game's now a sellout as well, so... Um, we're pretty excited. Just early days of the tournament this year, Alistair. You know what happened down in Geelong with a match called off. There was a bit of weather around. You know, Glenn Maxwell was injured in the, in the first game. It was a, a bit of a slow start to the tournament, but uh, you must be wrapped about how it's gone overall since. Oh, it's been phenomenal. It's uh, it's it's fulfilled our all, all our hopes and I guess aspirations in terms of particularly crowds are up on average about thirty percent year on year, which is pretty enormous uh, from our perspective. But yeah, after a a bit of a couple of false starts with some washouts and obviously some issues in Geelong, I think once we get to that Christmas period, um, it's gone from strength to strength and and the games have been huge and the the, the contest has been pretty close. So we couldn't be happier. Alistair, thanks for making time this evening with us on Sports Day. Has there been any areas that you would uh, anticipate or like to have gone a bit better? 
Oh, there's always elements of every year, the competition, when you're looking at it as closely as we do, that you have some things that you, you, you wish you could do, that, that could have been better, whether you can control them or not. Um, who knows? Obviously, the weather has been has been a, a bit of a nightmare for us with, yeah. you know, the, the number of games we've had affected by rain. But again, obviously, obviously can't control that. I think um, other than that, things have largely gone our way. The, the, the BBL is... You know, there's a bit of chaos every night, and that's what we love about it. There's something happens and something to talk about the next day, and all those things have, have largely gone our way, and, and, the, and the competition's been really competitive. So not, not too many things, always little bits and pieces, but largely we're pretty happy. Are you happy with the schedule and tightening things up and the way it sort of worked? There was a bit of a, a start and a stop around the test match before Christmas, and crowds seemed to be down, and a few people were a bit concerned, but uh, it certainly revved up, and, you know, you, you covered that at the top. But... Uh, uh, have you been happy with the reduced number of games down to 40 overall for the home and away? Yeah, the reduction of the season back to 40 games is obviously a, the, the big element that we were hoping and, and looking at this season. And that, for all for all intents and purposes, has gone the way we'd hoped. It was, um, you know, it's been a bit of an interesting schedule this year with the way that the summer of Test cricket has played out. With the World Cup in November, obviously, the five tests of the Australian summer have pushed back into more into the BBL season, which created particularly that day-night test in Perth. Was a, was a sort of a, I guess got in our way a little bit to to be to uh, to a degree and since then it's really kicked on so um, yeah I think um, other than that it's been the schedule's been tight and and uh, and the reduction to forty games has done its thing. What about in the future with the international contracts, uh, Alistair? We heard Nick Hockley speaking on SEN Test Cricket this morning. We've still got that issue where come the most important part of the season, the inter- a lot of international players are not here for the finals. Can, can you see that changing as early as next year, potentially? Is there a way that it, it can change? Or with such a busy schedule and players being free to do what they want, it's, it's not something you really can control? Oh, there's an element of that, that, that it's a little bit out of our control, given the, the pretty dynamic nature of world cricket at the moment, particularly when you're talking about tournament cricket around the world. Uh, you know, there are always things we can do. Clubs, you know, uh, contract their players knowing their availability, obviously, the strategy for most clubs was to have their overseas players here for the regular season and, and, and do everything they can to make the finals. And then effectively, so, you know, hopefully they can put a team, a strong team together once they get in there. So that's been a strategy that looks like most teams have, have taken on. I think we'll always look at our contracting models and the way our overseas player draft interacts with that and the amount of money we have in the salary cap and all those things play a role. I think importantly for us, the crowds being growing and, and coming back to the BBL is a really big factor for us. We know the players almost above the money. The, the next big thing they want is, is to play in front of big crowds. And, you know, that's a big selling point for us. And while we have a competitive salary cap these days, I think uh, we're really attractive to overseas players with the crowds and the, and the venues we play in. So that's the mix of it. And then, and then it comes a bit down to scheduling and, and, and trying to avoid overlap as much as we can. We, we've had a reasonable, reasonable amount of success this year and we'll look at it again next year. Do you, do you sort of follow the, I guess, the individual fortunes of of teams? Uh, a couple of the Melbourne teams have not been that successful over recent times. Do you sort of look and and look to assist them in some way, or um, you know, where do you think they're they're missing out on uh, getting some results? Because uh, the Melbourne sport loving public are, are itchy for success. Yeah, from our like any league, from our perspective, you want eight. Every team, eight in our in our case, eight teams to be really competitive every year, and I think uh, you know all bar a couple were really in the mix till till quite late in the season. So from from that perspective, it was a pretty competitive year. Um, in, in terms of what we can do to help those clubs, ultimately, you know, they the contracting rules and the list rules exist for every team, and the salary caps in place. We don't 
necessarily have mechanisms like, say, some of the footy codes where you have deeper equalisation mechanisms available. We don't have those, nor do we necessarily need them. I think the nature of T20 cricket means you can you can turn your fortunes pretty quick, and the stars were only you know a win or so away from from making the finals. And, and people forget the Renegades finished third last year, so it's been um, it's been a bit up and down for the Melbourne teams, but um, it can turn around pretty quick. Just looking ahead to next year, obviously we've got the finals to come, which is going to be uh, sensational for really good teams in the finals. We're talking to BBL General Manager Alistair Dobson. So as you say, it's a bit of a different test schedule this year because the World Cup went so late. We've got the five tests against India, which uh, with the New Year's test being the last. So looking ahead, that should mean logically there'll be more uh, representation from Australian players in the back end of the tournament this time next year. Yeah, that's certainly our hope. Obviously, it comes down to individual players and workloads. And, you know, a, a five-test series against India is going to be pretty gruelling for everyone. So we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, from a from a scheduling perspective, there's a, there's a cleaner window than perhaps we've had in recent times. So we're already looking ahead to that, talking to our clubs and, and the players themselves about what, what needs to be true to be able to take advantage of that. I think we've seen little glimpses of that the last two summers where those Australian players have come back and had such an impact uh, on the competition. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about that next year as being uh, hopefully a, a bigger window for us and, and we're doing everything we can to capitalise on that. Alistair, is there any, um, I guess, future strategy towards expansion uh, beyond eight teams, maybe to some of the other areas in, in Canberra? I know there's games that get played there, but even up north. Um, and then, look, some people have, have certainly on the SEN airwaves have suggested what about some teams from New Zealand as well as part of that expansion? Is, is that something on a longer-term strategy for the BBL? Yeah, the BBL's been, since day one, has been pretty innovative and, and willing to adapt and evolve, and whether that's rules or scheduling or, or the way the competition is run. So I would never say never in terms of more teams. Right now, we've got eight teams that really are only 13 years old when you think about it in the context of our competition. So relatively new and young teams that are still establish, establishing themselves in their market. Our big priority is still to make sure those teams are, are growing their fan base. But that said, you, you're always got one eye on the future and, um, you know, I'd never say never on, on new teams or, or different looking competition. And that's something we'll, we'll look at again once we get through the next few days of, of some big finals. Who wins it, Alistair? Who's your tip? Oh, I heard your conversation before before I came on and I, and I agree that it's, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty tight. The top four are probably the, the four best teams from the comp right down to the strikers who've, who've got the best player in the competition again in Matt Short. So any team that's playing against him is going to be having to do pretty well, but, you know, I, I think the Heat finish top. They're gonna, they don't necessarily have to leave too far from home for, for a week or so. They've uh, lost a couple of players, but it's great to have Matt Renshaw popping home, I guess, from, from Adelaide to play in those games. Oh, it'd be hard to go against the Heat. They've had, they've had too good a season to, uh, to let that slip from here. But, you know, the nature of our comp, and T20 cricket in particular, is it's anyone's chance, which is why it's so exciting. Should be a great final series. Alistair Heat and the Sixers get it underway tomorrow night. And then it's Perth and the Strikers on Saturday night. Uh, congratulations. It's been a great tournament so far. Let's hope it finishes in a blaze of glory. Thanks again for your time. Anytime. Thanks a lot.